When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Is Matt Eberflus sabotaging the Bears? Are they enabling Justin Fields? There is so much going on with the Chicago Bears right now who just completed their rookie maining, uh, mini camp, And we've got so much to talk about. So you know what, Sammy? Let's cut to it. Let's start the show. Turn up your volume. Your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. The Sick Podcast. With Adam Ray. The Sickest Chicago Bears and Fantasy Football Podcast. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. It's Tuesday night. You know what that means. It is time for Take It to the Rank. Now, I want to thank everybody who's joining us here in our early uh, programming note. And I'm going to explain why. Listen, I, I try to be as transparent with you as possible. The whole reason that we are leaving, that I have to have this show on a, an hour early today, um, Here's what I want you to do in the future. Check check the Angels' schedule. If the Angels are ever giving away an Otani bobblehead, which they are tonight, my daughter has required, we've made a deal that as long as her grades keep up, she will be able to go out and get every Otani bobblehead. She's been crushing it, so we'll be going to the game tonight, hopefully uh, watch them win another contest. But you know what? This is not an Angels podcast. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Chicago Bears, and with so much going on, I wanted to bring in the smartest man in the room, and let's bring in Shane Marshaw of the Tape Never Lies Network. Shane, first of all, how are you? How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You snuck that H in my last name like everybody does. Marshaw. I can't. I can't I, you said it before the yes, show started, I did, yeah. and I made a mental note of it. It's typical Angels fan, you know. Me being a no, Dodgers I, fan, I got to give you some. I got to give you some grief, bro. <laughs> that's why I did that. That's why 100 percent I did that. But also, I uh, want to make sure. How's your family doing? How's everybody going? How's everybody getting? Doing? Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. Going through a little bit of it. My mom's got one more chemo treatment left on her cancer journey. Uh, my son had his cancer screening a couple of weeks ago, and everything was clear on that. But yeah. now we're dealing with my dad falling, and like I said, it's been a been a trying few months. Bears haven't helped, but uh, we got <laughs> Justin Fields, man. So that's my kids There's are something. healthy now. We got Justin Fields, so that's that's what I'm happy about. That's the great takeaway. And that's the one thing, you know, uh, Tape Never Lies Network, uh, everybody, Bears community, Bears fans, we are all pulling for you. So uh, that's good news. Uh, great way to start off the show with all that good news. So hopefully everybody will continue to progress as we move forward. But what you were talking about, Justin Fields, and we might as well start there. It just it just feels like it's getting weird online. Like people, like, how is, How has Darnell Mooney gone from a guy who – 
potentially could be a breakout wide receiver one, but now people are arguing whether he's even a number two. What's happening? I don't know what it is. It's I think the media and the Bears beat reporters and 97% of Bears faithful just want, think that if the Bears go out and spend an exorbitant amount of money on a guy like Christian Kirk, that everything is fixed. You know, just look back at 2015 when they drafted Kevin White. We thought wide receiver one was fixed for the next 10 years. Yeah. And how does that look now? It's Not all great. about it's all about big names with surface level football fans and beat reporters know how much you know we are a rabid fan base and we're gonna take everything to heart. You know, Darnell Mooney, I'll take Darnell Mooney over Christian Kirk all day long. Hundred percent. Yeah, I'll take Byron Pringle. I don't think there's anything wrong with Byron Pringle. He's just not a huge name. So people see that and they just automatically assume that he's not going to be as good. And I understand Ryan Pohl's approach. It, it Not stripping it down and just trying to, to, you know, fill a hole with a big money, big name player. It doesn't work. That was the Ryan Pace method. Didn't yeah. work. We saw it right there. He's doing this, and everybody wants to say that it correlates to him not believing in Justin Fields. I think it's the exact opposite. I yeah. think it points 100%. We're going to build around this kid, but we're going to be patient. We're going to be prudent in our decisions, and we're going to do it the right way with a solid foundation, and then we'll go from there. That's one of the things that I've noticed, too. When you look at what they've done with Zach Wilson yeah. with the New York Jets, to me, I don't know why people don't look at it the other way. Like they don't trust Zach Wilson. They got to put as much talent around him as possible. It's kind of like there's kids that, you know, when you were growing up, you know, uh, you know, like I had a neighbor, his name was, his, his name is still Matt. When he was invited over to people's houses, they knew that there was limited, they needed limited supervision. They could trust him. Like he's fine. Like we don't need a thing. Now, when I was invited over to somebody's house, there was always a parent present. Oh, yeah. All the flammables were put away. Like the liquor cabinet was like, like there was like, hey, wait a minute. But like, no, but it, it makes sense. It feels like they have a lot of faith in Justin Fields. And somebody, and this wasn't me, but somebody pointed out, and it might have been you, that there were three or four games last year yeah. where if the Bears had a decent secondary, yeah, Justin yeah, Fields would have won those games. Pittsburgh, Baltimore, San Francisco. So I think that it, it showed a lack. It showed a it showed a lot of faith in Justin Fields that like, hey, we don't know we don't need to overspend or go overcorrect for all this stuff that's going on. Yeah, and the number one thing that we haven't even talked about to me is the biggest factor is the Matt Nagy effect, <laughs> him not being here. And I know, got a shout out DDP. He was the first guy on that train saying that hey, we better pump the brakes here. I don't care that he got Coach of the Year, all that, and obviously. Phil was a hundred percent correct. And I think yeah. that this is a big part of what their plan is. I think Ryan Bowles <laughs> and coach Eberflus sat down, went through, saw some of these guys and say, Hey, you know what? If we get some competency in here with um, the new offensive coordinator in here, getting Justin Fields into a rhythm, maybe relying on the, the running game a little bit more, this is going to be more effective. Matt Nagy just never brought – he never bought into that philosophy. To Matt Nagy, Matt Nagy was the wide receiver one. He was going to be the impetus to why the Bears won. It was never going to be a quarterback. Yeah. Matt Nagy was going to be the guy. It doesn't work that way in the NFL. It really doesn't. It really is unfortunate because I was, I've been on your show starting with the Matt Nagy era. I might have bled over to the John Fox era. I don't remember. But it I, I remember being like one of the most – 
ardent yeah. Matt Nagy guys. Like I, I really was right believe there with you. I okay. wanted to give him, let him get his own quarterback in here in the draft. That was my my thing. Yeah, it didn't work. I really believed in the. I believed in the hiring process. Like that's the one thing about Ryan Pace that I will you know I will give him credit for this. And and I think a lot of the things that we're seeing the improvement of is because of Ryan Pace. I think that Ryan Pace would have liked to have had an associate GM like Ian Cunningham. I think he would have liked to have added some extra personnel, which we see. We see people getting promoted. Uh, right. There was a woman report, uh, promoted a couple of weeks ago. Like, There's a lot of progress that's happening that I think did start with Ryan Pace. And I think that drafting a quarterback, trading for Khalil Mack, and what he did at some point worked. But some of the decisions, like you're like right intentions, but yeah. still did the wrong thing. Like ultimately you still got to make the right call. Like it's cool. You should draft a quarterback. You got to, you got to draft the right one. And you know you what? You can't you follow know? it up with drafting Adam Shaheen at number 36. Yeah. Like that's... you did with Mitch. That's, that was the, that's worse than the Mitch pick. I mean, when 100%. you think about it, Mitch, it's, it's just, you, you can't do it. And Ryan Pace with all of these misses, I agree with you. I mean, I, Part of me really expected them to bring Ryan Pace back. Did I totally agree with it? I was well, yeah, I was in. I was sort of. I I yeah. saw the. I saw the idea of doing that. Yeah, but you hear all of these guys come in. You hear Eberflus. You even hear Ryan Poles talk about the facility. Now the Bears yeah. never had that, and that's a hundred percent the predecessor. That's all on Ryan on Ryan Pace doing yeah. all that, and that that is going to be a big springboard forward to what they're going to be doing in Arlington Heights. And that's that's when everything is going to get, get really crazy. I mean, I don't know your feelings on that, about we've, them making the move, but. Well, we've, yeah, we've, we've talked about it here. I think I've talked about it on your show. I love the idea of being down at Soldier Field, and I love the fact that that's where my dad mm-hmm. went to games and things like that. My dad also went to games at Comiskey Park that was now right. torn down. The Cardinals don't even play in Chicago anymore. So at some point you got to move on. And I think I honestly, I think I told Phil this is that the, the moment that I stepped into SoFi stadium yeah. is the moment I said, we got to move to Arlington Heights. <laughs> yeah. And I, I would, I would tell anybody, I hope uh, I've given an invitation out to Kyle long who loved the idea of playing on the lake. And I'm like, I, I appreciate your point of view. Yeah. I will never have the point of view of a guy who actually played in soldier field. So I respect that. I will take you around SoFi stadium. And if you still feel the same way, then I will respect it. But I think it might change your mind. And I think that all you have to do is even going to Minnesota might even change your mind as well. So I think that, and listen, Chicago, the greater Chicagoland area, you're fine. Like Arlington Heights to downtown Chicago is like the same distance from Inglewood to downtown Los Angeles. So it's the same thing. Okay. Like it's, don't even try to question it. It is the same thing. So I'm with you. I think that there's a lot of good, there's a lot of good things happening for the future of the bears. The foundation has been laid and Ryan Pace died. So Ryan Poles could live. It's one of those things. And it's, it's unfortunate for Ryan Pace, but I think five years from now, we'll be able to look back and be like, it wasn't a complete disaster that everybody's going to make it out to be, but it's still, and he made, you know, and he made some mistake. Like he did, as you said, you know, start chasing. He, he started being the guy on the blackjack table. Who's going yeah. to the ATM? It's like, bro, if you would have just gone to bed, you probably would have <laughs> saved five hundred. You it, probably yeah. probably would have saved five hundred bucks. You might still have a job, but I think it was better overall for everybody involved. And you were able to bring in somebody like Matt Eberflus, who was handpicked by the general manager. Although, although apparently, um, he's sabotaging the team. 
Yeah, I I'm I'm not gonna get into the get the into it. Listen, that. you you oh. say the things that I'm not allowed to say, and I've had oh. Eric on the show, and I'll bring him on again, even though people tell me not to. Listen, I give I'll give everybody their fair share. I we would respect Connor. I would respect Eric more if he would debate people about the things that he writes, but he instantly blocks people on Twitter. If anybody go, I mean, come on. If you read the headline and then you go in yeah. and read the article, it's two totally contrasting points. Right. And it's, you know, click, it's clickbait. But that's, hey, it's in the title, Sports Mockery. It is what it is. So it is. I will tell are. you this too. I want to, I will, I will have him back on. Yeah. I will give him a fair shake. And he, he was pleasant and he supported his yeah. ideas and it's great. But also, I will say this from an editorial perspective. I don't know who writes the headlines for that website because I, NFL.com, I do not write. If there's a yeah. headline that you do not like, I do not write those. Sure. I try not to, I try not to throw anybody under the bus. I never come right out and say it, but a lot of times there's like, you have a person that works on your team that yeah. specializes in SEO. That's search engine optimization. And so they, you got to get these keywords in there so sure. that people will be looking up stuff. You people kind of understand the game now. Absolutely. So, you got to have that. It's like being at the grocery store back in the day. We're old enough to remember when there were tabloids printed on paper. Oh, yeah. TMZ was printed on paper. Well, not TMZ, but the equivalent. And it was, you know, like weird things like that. Like National Enquirer. Bo boy born with forehead made of molten lava. I don't know, <laughs> but I got to read. It. I'm going to read it. I'm going to pick it up and yeah. I'm going to check it out. Like credit to them. I read that story. Sure. I read but it. If, I wish. Hey, if, but if you're going to write it, you got to stand behind it and you got to be able to have the yeah. ability to debate it. If, if there's going to be people that love it, I mean, hey, he's got he's got a lot more followers than I do, but you got to be you got to have the ability to debate it and not just instantly block people. And I think that more so than anything is what turns people off to Eric Lambert. But I've been know? I've been insta blocking a lot of people and I feel bad about it because then they come out and they're like, this guy's soft. It's like if you were straight up attacking me like right. calling me names like i'll debate whatever like i say dumb things i've got to defend my valus jones could be debo samuel take and i said that's not what i said first of all packers reporter you're, you're not I alone said, in that though a lot of people are saying it but i said he's like a kirkland version and yeah. sometimes i like kirkland better and i think i think valus jones unlike debo no disrespect to him uh actually wants to run the football and will yeah. do whatever and do whatever is asked for him um, but listen, Jay, we got some, I guess we got a ton yeah. of questions, which is not a surprise when we get you here, when we get, by the way, DDP, can we go DDRP? Cause there's a, there's a diamond Dallas page. Yeah, I know. We've, we've talked about that. He, he's all, he's like, man, you got to bring up. I'm the only four time guest with rank. I think he, he said, Oh my God. I know him and Berlissimo were going back and forth. Berlissimo. Listen, I'll bring in bear down cuz three more times i'll bring in you three more times yeah don't get too cocky phil yeah we'll, oh we'll no phil 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 is anything but cocky right anything but <laughs> anything but. but let's get to the questions we have a ton of them a uh, lot of a lot of great fans here john laurie included i saw on nfl network that kyle brand <laughs> said that you have been saying for five years that the bears will win 10 games what's your response so he was calling okay well first of all kyle and i are friends He's he's poking the bear a little bit because I'm always the optimist. I am the most right. optimistic Bears fan, and I I'm happy to wear that. I really am, and I unfortunately when I'm on GMFB in two weeks, 
I'm replacing Kyle for the week. So we don't get a chance to go back and forth because we always have a lot of fun. It's probably uh, going to Buffalo Bills minicamp. <laughs> stop it. Dance, stop, right? stop, stop, stop. <laughs> I um Kyle's great and he's just needling me, but I, I am the guy. Like I am that guy who is always like optimistic. I'm always looking for the bright side of things. I think I was on their show the year that that we the double doink year. I was on NFL. I was on Good Morning Football that June, giving five reasons why the Bears were going to go to the playoffs. I had a sick floral shirt on. I had a white belt. I remembered all this because people were ragging on me. Like, this guy, the stupid floral shirt, his dumb white belt, saying the Bears are going to the playoffs. It happened. Uh, the following year, I said the Bears were going to win 10 games. They won eight. I was close. Uh, oh, no, they won eight. Listen, I've, I've only, last year was the only year that I was completely wrong. I'm going to have a more measured approach this year, but I think that I've been, I think my process has been correct. So yeah, I'm cool with it. Like I, I, I'm Kyle's teasing, but I'm definitely cool with it, but I know you guys hate Kyle. Please don't, please don't hate him. Uh, Hey, he's a bit, he's a bears fan. I mean, he's going to be back on the bandwagon when we're winning consistently. Right. And we'll just kick yeah. his ass. We'll kick his ass back off. We'll haze him. We'll haze him a little bit. We'll haze him like some good natured ribbing. It is. It is difficult, though. We'll have Lambert write an article about it. How's that? (laughs) Oh, my God. This is why we bring you on. (laughs) I will say this, though. It's easy to get wrapped in, especially with an AFC team. Like, I get linked to uh, Jacksonville a lot because I I support Tony Khan. I'm a big fan of his wrestling promotion. And I don't hate – I mean, like, if I have to pick an AFC team that I want, I'd rather have it be Jacksonville than anybody else. No disrespect. Maybe the the, – I don't want to upset the Carr family, so – you know how it goes, but I'm not right. going to wear their gear on television unless right. it's a bit for Good Morning Football Weekend, and then I'm doing a character, which is completely different. What if they came to you and asked you to wear an Aaron Rodgers jersey? On Never. TV? Could you do it? It, de- it, do it, it would depend on what it is. Yeah. Like if it's a specific, like Good Morning Football Weekend is always different because like I'm playing a character, I'm doing a Boston. Like when I do the Boston stuff, I play my cousin. Right. Like I'm doing, it's like Saturday Night Live. Sure. They are, you know, K wears the Bengals stuff. Kyle supports, but but it's always an AFC team though. So at least that way they're not wearing Rams gear or doing anything like that. So you got to give him credit. Give him credit for that. There you go. Not great, but let's. He's teasing. He's having a go. It's a lot. It's all fun. Um, what do we got next, Sammy? Red Hat Duck. Uh, what's the name of the report? What do you think of the report that Flues had the most intense rookie minicamp and? Uh, most reporters uh the most i'm sorry i should put my glasses on and my eyes getting this bad i can't even read the I screen got it. now i got it um yeah you know what i i like that approach i think one of the things about john fox if we go back that far is john fox was notorious for being very lax and i had a a colleague at the nfl network who played for john fox mm-hmm. who when he was hired was like oh coach cupcake not going to hold these guys accountable he's like that's probably a bad idea and i don't know and i think with matt Nagy, we are pretty undisciplined a lot of times we saw right. a lot of bad penalties i think it's kind of a nice departure to have a, a mini camp that's a little intense what do you think i love it i love it he came right out day one in his introduction introductory presser and said hey get your track shoes on and the first person i thought of was the guy that we need to step up step up in eddie jackson I'm an Alabama fan, and Nick say I've talked about it five or six times just on our network at different times. 
he decided he didn't want to tackle at Alabama. And Nick Saban said, you're a captain of my team. If you're not going to tackle, I'm going to set your ass over here on the bench and you're not going to play. And he did that. Of course, yes, it's a lot easier to do that at Alabama because you're bringing up, you know, another five-star recruit yeah. off the bench. But he sat him down. The point got across to Eddie. Eddie came back and balled out after that, broke his leg. That's what why he ended up falling in the draft. But it's all about accountability. This is one thing that we've been talking about forever. Hold these guys accountable. Matt Nagy would have his end of end of season pressers, and when he was interviewing the players when they're exiting, he's like, "I had players come up to me and say, hey, coach, we want to be held accountable in front of our teammates on Monday morning after a loss.'" And I'm like, "This is the NFL. How is that not yeah. happening anyway?" Yeah. These guys, they crave that. You have to handle all of all players differently. Some guys respond to to a really intense coach. It's all you have to hold your other coaches accountable. I love it that he's in there. Set the tone with these rookies because these are the guys that we're going to be moving forward with. And you're going to see they're not all of these vets that come in next week. Not all of these guys are going to buy into this philosophy. It's just, it's a simple fact. I mean, is a guy I don't think they have anything to worry about with Robert Quinn. I think he's a consummate pro, but there's yeah. going to be there's going to be some guys that I look at. I'm not saying that Cody Whitehair is not going to uh, hustle, but I think he needs to get his ass into shape. You yeah. know what I mean? And that goes back to the get your track shoes on. This is different. That was one thing with Lovey. When you saw them play defense, it was the gang mentality. Somebody went and tackled. Everybody else jumped on. And they're stripping that football. That's got to happen every single down, every single practice, every single rep. It's a mentality that you get into. Going back to Coach Fox, like with you said, if you're going to give him the the resort mentality, it's going to happen on the field, and it did. Yeah, and it's really unfortunate too. And that's one of the great things about Lovey Smith. And you think of the era of players that came, and obviously we had great players. Like let's make no mistake about sure. it. Brian Erlacher, one of the best of all time. Lance Briggs, one of the most underrated of all time. But you think about guys like Peanut Tillman, who invented the peanut punch yeah. under Lovey Smith. Mike Brown one of the smartest players in NFL history, like just great, just smart players. And I yeah. think that that's the kind of football that we're going to get once again. And the best part of it is we're going to have a quarterback, hopefully that will develop and, and play really well. And I know that everybody, I know everybody hates Jay Cutler, but it's like Jay Cutler did not get to play with prime Lovey Smith defense because it would have been a different world. I guarantee you that right now. And so hopefully we can kind of, we can kind of align the quarterback with the defense moving yeah. forward. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it. All right, Sammy, what do we got next? I'll try to be able to read this. Uh, do you see a scenario where the bears extend Pringle or do you see uh, as a rebuilding wide receiver room through the draft next year? I, I don't know what do you, I know that you like Byron Pringle. I, I listen, if they extend him, it's because he's playing well. Playing so I would it, hope right. that that exactly. would be the case. Yeah. I mean, when I say I like him, I think he's going to give you, seven eight hundred yards five or six touchdowns i'm not he's not gonna you know burst onto the scene like marcus robinson did in 1999 with 1400 yards and, and 10 touchdowns i'm not looking at that i don't think he's that guy at all but you have to have a guy that just knows how to do his job there's nothing wrong with having a seven or an 800 yard guy opposite darnell mooney i mean it's it's smart he knows he knows how to play football. He knows how to run routes. He's got good hands. 
some questionable decisions off the field that he's got to clean up that he's had a history with. But like you said, Adam, if they're going to even approach the subject of an extension, that means he's doing something great on the field. So I wouldn't dismiss it. It's just you can't talk about it now. I mean, that's something yeah. that's going to happen in you know November. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the question is, is he going to play well enough to to warrant an extension? I think a lot of us are of the mind that he will. And we think that for that reason, I think we know who he is. You know, when you are, uh, you know, when you look at the Justice League, not everybody is Superman or Batman. Right. You know, they, they still need Nightwing. They still, I don't know if Nightwing's part of the Justice League, but you know what I'm saying? Like right. of the, of the, you know, the periphery characters yeah. of uh, the Justice League, like you just go do your role. And I think that's, I think that's a nuance that a lot of people miss when they're talking about the way this team is constructed. Because with the running backs being as good as they are, and if Cole Komet can, I know this is a big if, but if Cole Komet can develop, like we just need that kind of production that you're mentioning with Byron Pringle, 700, 800 yards, eight touchdowns, maybe 10, who knows? I think that's, and that's what Bears fans, we're the ones that expect it. The national media are acting like nobody, nobody thinks that we signed Tyreek Hill. Like nobody is under that impression at all. Like we're all like, we're all cool. Like we don't need to. And I got to say this too, because I saw this on a tweet, like people, I think with Bears fans, you know, we, a lot of us, you know, the guy, at least the guys I follow and have it muted, um, are of the mind of like, we understand like Darnell Mooney, borderline number one, Byron Pringle, borderline number, but whatever, like they can be effective and just scheming them up is going to be an improvement. They should be better. And then, because somebody made a tweet like the Bears fans have a modest approach, and the media has a mo-, like the media does not have a modest approach. No, they have a negative. They're telling approach. us that all these guys are garbage. That Darnell Mooney—that's where we're—that's where we're upset. Darnell Mooney is better than a wide receiver three. Like I've seen national media guys be like, Byron Pringle wouldn't even—he shouldn't even—he wouldn't even be on half of the NFL rosters. How did he survive in Kansas City all but- these years then? Put it this way, if Darnell Mooney was on the open market this past offseason, what do you think Jacksonville would have paid him if they gave Christian 100 Kirk mil. 100 all day long. All day long. All day long. But now everybody sees that, and they just automatically think that that's fixed in Jacksonville. He'll be back on the market in two or three years. Yeah, they're going to have to cut We've him. We've seen it. Absolutely. So well, that's well, Speaking of Jacksonville, man, I don't know, guys. We'll see. Trent Balky. Anyways, uh, what's the next question, Sammy? Uh, Which rookie do you think will show up and show out this year? Uh, I got my ideas. What do you, What about you, Shane? Yeah, to me, it's pretty easy. To me, it's brisker. I just think it's easier yeah. for him to make an impact at that position. Uh, we talked multiple times on our show. I, I kept on trying to prepare everybody in the in the chats over every show. I'm like, guys don't think that they're just going into this and it's going to be wide receiver or o-line don't be don't be up don't be upset if they double down on defense it's it's the way that the board drops and the bears have enough holes you, Ryan Poles talked about it if i didn't draft these two kids and reached for a wide out or reached for an offensive lineman i'm doing the team and the fans a disservice brisker is a tone setter 100% i think he's going to come in here he complements what Eddie does if Eddie can get his head straight and decide to play football. It's going to, he's going to be a a perfect compliment to him. But what I love about these guys is it's all about winning. And they, you hear it with Gordon, you hear it with Valus Jones. We can get into him later. I'm sure.
but Brisker all day, I think he is going to be, I think you're going to see those number nine jerseys by week eight all over the <laughs> stadium. He's 100%. Just, he's, he's got that dog in him like Mike Brown does. He's a relentless uh, tackler. He's a fearless leader. And the Bears need that. They absolutely need that. You know, he is going to come in and, and set the tone for this entire team, I, I really believe, as a rookie. You know, he's an uh, older rookie at 23 years old. Oh, that, no. Well, it's yeah. over now. Yeah, but that doesn't dissuade me at all. I think he We is, don't want guys with experience. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's a, a perfect compliment. And, hey, I like our secondary right now a lot more than I liked it uh, three weeks ago. You know what? It is night and day. Yeah. And we had, uh, forgive me if I get this wrong, but I think it was Shagru who was on with us the Friday that we were going to draft. And I predicted that we were going corner. I told everybody, yeah. like, we're going to go corner. And I thought it was going to be the guy that Minnesota ended up with. Actually, because I thought Kyler Gordon would be gone. Oh, the kid from Clemson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I was like, what, whatever. Like, if you would have told me it was Kyler, if I would have known Kyler Gordon was an op option, it's like when sure. you're at a restaurant, and you're like, oh, I'm sorry, is that still available? Yeah, that's what <laughs> I'm ordering. I would have, yeah. oh, I would have gotten, I didn't know that the open bar included top shelf. Yeah, give me the Glen Gooley blue. Um, so I was kind of like, yeah, I knew we were taking corner and I was fine with it. And I think that the Brisker pick caught me off guard. I kind of, you know, I was thinking wide receiver. I actually had said, for months, like I want to go wide receiver, wide receiver. The board didn't work out that way. So I adjusted. I'm like, listen, we're not going to go wide receiver with our first pick. That's fine. Let's get the corner. We need it. We yeah. need a corner. Brisker caught me off guard, but I do love that pick. As I went back and I studied him a little bit more, I fell in love with him, with, with him as, a, as a player. And I think it's the best way to go. So I'm going to pull up and I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be rude. Yeah. I'm paying attention to what you're saying. I just wanted to find this tweet. This is one that I bookmarked. So, uh, ill will, if you ever see him on Twitter, oh, yeah. he's been, know. he's, know he's been, yeah. keep, we got to get him on by the way. Yeah. Um, I would love to talk to him. So he's been keeping a lot of receipts. I picked up this one from Jeff Bell because I wanted to read this. Uh, sometimes I envision a reality where the Chicago Bears selected George Pickens and JT Woods instead of Jaquan Brisker and Bayless Jones Jr. while holding on to the Khalil Shakir pick. I will tell you, I cannot wait for yeah. this to age poor. I think that people, are so like they were. And I said this and I said this to Shagru. I said this to everybody. Everybody got themselves so worked up over George Pickens, pretending Not, like he yeah. is the second coming of Randy Moss that, you know what? And he's got a chance because he's in Pittsburgh. Cause like the only thing that gives me hesitation yeah, he is ain't Randy Moss. I'll tell you that right now. No, no, no. I'm no, no. saying that. Yeah. But I, and he did go to Pittsburgh and Pitt, I mean, you're like, oh, well, Pittsburgh, God, Pittsburgh is good about drafting wide receivers. Yeah. Um, James Washington, notwithstanding, but you know, like, God, they do a really nice job. So I'm like, I hope this doesn't come back to buy. Like that was the one team you're like, it just don't, you know, Yeah. but I, I cannot wait to do victory laps over that one. Cause I think that Brisker is going to be so good. And, and I, I love our secondary now, our, yeah. our secondary. And, and remember like in, in Thomas Graham, was a guy that everybody was in love with, you know, after last season. Like yeah. he's still on the team. Like, that, look at our cornerback. Like that Minnesota got, game. Yeah. Set the tone. Yeah. He came out and balled out and then Matt and then Nagy benched him <laughs> after. Of course he did. He did yeah. us a favor. Like he didn't get him but injured. That was the point that I brought up. I love Thomas Graham. I love the talent. I was high on him in the draft. You know, he dropped it. He sat out COVID. Right. That whole thing, which is fine. But 
I never agreed with just turning it over to him and putting all of that pressure on him day one. 100%. And to Ryan Pohl's point, if you bring in Kyler Gordon, you need to have a deep secondary in today's NFL. That's just, it's the new way. I mean, you're seeing more and more of these corners. I don't exactly agree with it, with them going so high. I, I, I couldn't do it, but you see more and more of these corners going top three and top four every year mm-hmm. because teams want to get their guy that can go out and stay with these wide receivers. And, you know, just back to Pickens real quick, Adam. It, yeah. It's not just the fan base. We, we had a big thing here on our network. Uh, Barrelissimo was a huge Pickens fan. Pickens, yeah. Pickens, Pickens wanted him. And Phil and I were never huge on Pickens. We could understand the talent and, but there's a lot of question marks. I mean, I know cars, cars wasn't a big fan of him either, but. I just never understood the guy. You go back and you just look at his, if you want to just base it on stats, he had a couple of big games, but then he would have 30 yards, 40 yeah. yards, 50 yards. And if you're, if you're going to make the comp to, to Randy Moss, I mean, that's, and I know you're not, I'm just saying, I'm just saying you're that. right. Yeah. People, people in general are saying, Oh, that, Hey, this kid is a wide receiver. One day, one coming in fixed. Nah, I, I don't agree with that, and I think it proved out. There was people earmarking him as high as twenty-two to Green Bay, yeah, at one point, and he dropped. I think he dropped to a place that he should, you know, go in the draft. But perfect opportunity for him. They've got uh, Chase Claypool. They've got Deontay Johnson. Yeah, uh, their, their quarterback situation is a little. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I I liked it better when they were. If they would have, I don't know. Do what you got to do, Pittsburgh. Didn't, but, uh, didn't you? You chuckled a little bit when they took Pickett, didn't you? I was like, "Why?" I, I, I don't understand why they did it. Like, I don't think that Pickett is so much of an of an improvement over Mitch Trubisky to the point of there's a deep quarterback class next year. Next year, yeah. Why not give Mitch an opportunity to see what he has, and then if he's not it, and he de- turns out it's not gonna not gonna be a fit, it's not gonna work out for you. That's fine. Yeah. Then you draft a quarterback next year. You'll be yeah, able to ne- trade up. I think that they just know that he's not it. And I'm uh, honestly, mm-hmm. I do. It's the same type of thing that you're, you're trying to cover your bases with a guy that, you know, has some athleticism, can go out there and play can go out there and give you some big games that he's never going to be consistent. He, it's just not who Mitch is. You never know how the draft is going to fall. These quarterbacks, yeah. I mean, takes one team to fall in love with a guy and then boom, he's going, Number two overall, the Chicago Bears. It, it we, we lived it. Yeah. So I think that they're just, the truth is in the contract in, in the contract of what they thought about yeah. him. I mean, they can get out of it's all tied to the to playing time and stuff like that. So he's Mitch is going to be a one and done in Pittsburgh, and it's going to be. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to say it's out of the realm of poss- possibilities that Pickett beats him in camp. Honestly, I, oh he will. I, I don't think Mitch will. is the guy. No, not once, once they drafted Kenny Pickett, it was over for Mitch. Over. Yep. His contract, because we talked about this on Total Access, and the guys were like, well, they, I'm like, he did not sign for big money. Like, he, no. he signed back. It, it's a backup money. It's a backup quarterback situation. Sure. That's what that contract is. And once you have two guys who are even, you're going to go at the rookie. It's just the way it is. Yeah, and, that's business. Uh, yep. LaDainian Tomlinson was on, was on set with me, though. And he goes, you always go with the rookie. And I, I looked at him, and I go, do they always? And he goes, yeah. And I go, Ladanian, do they always go? This was on air too. I go, do they always go with the rookie? Do they? Do they? And then he finally, he finally clicked oh, yeah. into him. 
He's right. like, oh, you're talking about my situation. And yeah. when they started Doug Flutie over Drew Brees, I don't know. That worked out well for the Chargers. Sure did. That that still pains me. You want to talk about teams? And I know, I'm sorry. This I'll, it's a football thing, but like how you draft Ladanian Tom. Like think about this. Like we'll be reading about this, and like our kids will be reading about this in textbooks one day. Yeah. Turning to us, like. Wait, hold on, Dad. Um, the Chargers drafted Drew Brees and Ladanian Tomlinson in one draft, and then never won a Super Bowl. Like, no, and like, but they could have drafted Larry Fitzgerald. Yes, who they draft instead? Eli Manning. Okay, yeah. none of this makes sense. But that's that's for another show. He could have been a bear. You heard that could story, been, right? Oh my God, Tomlinson. Don't even, don't even. Let's let's not. Ted Phillips special again. Ted makes Phillips. me mad. I don't even want to think about that. Ladanian Tomlinson yeah. is the closest player to Walter Payton that I think that we've seen. Love him. Yeah. In the NFL. Like, I don't think I, I don't think that people talk about Ladanian Tomlinson with enough revered tones as they should. Like, yeah. I don't think you guys understood what we I had Charger season tickets just to go see that guy. Yeah. Like, incredible. Such a great player. Such Absolutely. a great player. If I if I never saw Walter, if I had never seen Walter Payton play. I would say that while uh, Ladanian Tomlinson was the greatest running back I've ever seen. You know what? And if you disagree or agree, either way, write sick and then write, let us know who the best running back outside of Walter Payton you have ever seen in your life. Add that in the comments and uh, we'll go over that in a little bit or probably not. I'll probably ignore it, but whatever. I want you to do it anyways. Uh, Let's go to the next question, Sammy. Sorry. I'm derailing us. That's a football talk. Um, Bullets, what's going on? Adam's still holding out for Larry Ogunjobi, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Have you heard, or do you think that he still signs with Chicago? I mean, the fact that he hasn't signed. Well, I, bull, I gotta, in true Bullets fashion, he's late He's late to the, late to what the happened? story. What's so the story? What, did I miss it? He's in New York. He's been in New Damn York it. the last two days talking to the Jets. And DJ Reader, one of his closest friends, came out and essentially was saying that the Bears did him dirty. And which, whatever, I mean, it's his best friend and Hey, your best friend's always going to have your back. And and I'm not going to, I'm not going to blast DJ for that, but you can't come out and tell me that he's fine, but he failed his physical in eight in April or in March, I guess it was. And he still hasn't signed. So there's an issue there. Ryan pay or Ryan poles would have made this worse by letting signing. Yeah. By signing him. So it sounds like maybe, you know, it, it'll really be telling if the Jets don't sign him, but he's been, he's been with the Jets for the past two days talking and the, the DJ reader comments just came out about 90 minutes ago before. Oh, okay. So I was prep. I, I pick up my daughter after school. I was at the yep. book fair. They yep. weren't talking about that at the book fair, but we can always rely on bullets for having, having old news. He's a, he's oh, our guy. Come on yep. bullets. He's great. <laughs> All right. But I, I, I still, you know what? Akeem Hicks is not signed anywhere. I have no issue with them if they if he wants to come in and and play mm-hmm. on a on a good one year deal. I I love the the attitude and I don't want to sink a bunch of money into Akeem Hicks because no. his history is he hasn't been staying healthy. But yeah. I just think he is a guy. The you can't undersell the leadership qualities, but no. I just I don't think seeing Ryan polls and listening to Ryan polls at this point, I would be, I'd be pretty shocked if they, if they brought him in. I mean, they, they pivoted to Justin Jones pretty pretty quick. quickly. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's another, like, again, like having these conversations with people like, Oh, it's so embarrassing 
huge hole at the three technique. I'm like, they, they signed yeah. Justin Jones almost immediately. Yeah. And he's out like he was heading to, he was heading to Indy to sign a deal and pulled him pulled, off the plane. Yeah. Pulled him off the plane. So, Hey, so to speak, I thought, I don't think they literally pulled him off the plane. I think that's uh, a, well, I read yeah. that, that Lambert F-A-M. had that in one of his articles. So yes, you never know. literally pulled them off the plane. <laughs> like they pulled up like the, like at the end of, uh, I can't even remember the name of the movie. That makes that reference stupid. Um, why can't Fargo Argo Argo, the end of Argo Yeah, where they're chasing them. But in any event, uh, they did a nice job of replacing them. Hicks is out there still. Although I would just say this at this point, like just sign with the Rams, like just, just go sign with the Rams, take a run at the Super Bowl. sign with San Francisco. Somebody who's closer. That's fine. Like I have no issue sure. with that, but if you want to come back to Chicago on a team friendly deal, where his mom fine. lives, we'll be happy to have you yeah. be happy to have you. He's a great player. Him. I will, I will always support him. I still support. And I don't know how you feel about this. I always support Allen Robinson too. So. Yeah. I just, I, like I said, we're, we we base a lot of what we do on tape, and I saw some things that I did. I I think Allen's a great guy. I just think it got to the point where he didn't want to he didn't want to be here, and it showed up on some of his tape. Unfortunately, do I think he's going to thrive in L.A.? I do. Hundred percent. Yep. Hundred percent. All right. What's the next question? Uh, what position do you think has the weakest starter? Uh, well, you know what? Without seeing the offensive line, I know that everybody's making a big to do about the right guard position. And for me, I think that if that's what it comes down to, like if that's mm-hmm. where we're looking at, like this is where we're in trouble, I think that's a pretty comfortable place to be in. I think that's probably something that we can might be solvable uh, right. over the next couple of months. And I think that uh, I think starter wise, I don't think that we're in a bad spot. How do you feel? Oh, I agree. I mean, I don't think you can go anywhere else but right guard. Um I know they're they're pretty high on on Zach Thomas, and they invested in the offensive line. I I really have no problem with any of the offensive linemen that they brought in uh, late in the draft. I know some people they they just assume that if they get brought in late, that they're not going to be good players. And I mean, everybody knows it doesn't work that way. But to me, it's it's obviously right guard. I'm just I'm interested in three technique for the simple point is it's it's the engine that makes the cover too right. One hundred percent critical and that's why they focused on Ogunjobi right out the gate because that's uh Greg Gabriel talked about when they hired Lovey Smith Lovey Smith was in there every single day leading up to the draft you gotta get me a three tech you gotta get me a three tech and they went out and drafted Tommy Harris and they came back Tank wasn't really a a three tech but he was a guy that could play there they drafted those guys one and two and right now I think the the Bears got some guys there that can make some hay. You know, Angelo Blacks and um, Mario Edwards is another guy that I'm I was high on in the Eddie Goldman draft same year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, another thing, you know, he's just got to stay focused on on football and not get into the off the field stuff. I think he's a guy that fits that. And but back to your point, Adam, if you. I know Hub Arkish said that there's no way that Akeem Hicks can play the three technique. Well, Hub better change his hoop earring because Akeem Hicks would destroy people as a three tech. Hundred percent defense. Yeah. And oh yeah, that's why I still hold out hope a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But I would, to me, it would I would say right guard, and I do have my eye on three technique just because it's so critical to this defense. That's fair, and that, that's fair to say. And I think that um, 
you know, they'll again, these camp battles will be very illuminating over the next couple of months. And so, you know, again, and it might not get solved this year. You know, it, it might be a, th- a thing where that's where yeah. we go next season, like where we have to start approaching. It's going to be a good defensive line draft in 23 also. And yeah. hey, a lot of people don't realize that. I'm just one of those sick guys that loves it. So I know that. And it's it's going to be a big draft for defensive linemen. And don't think that Ryan Poles doesn't know that too. <laughs> yeah, he's well aware. Like I oh, think like exactly. there's there's definitely a plan. And I think that, again, going back to a lot of these comments, that is the most critical thing. Like these players might or might not work out, but you can see the plan is in place. Yeah. And, and he's not you know, he's not locked into anybody that he signed. It, yeah. You know, mainly one year deals or two year deals that are easy to get out of after one year. And they're what one hundred and thirty million dollars under the cap. So it's going to yeah. be wide open next year. Yeah, still signing some players. That number will dwindle down a little bit, but still a very envious position to be in at the moment. All right, let's go to another question, please, Sammy. And guys, is Herbert Ebner backfield, uh, is the Herbert Ebner backfield the future? I really do believe that they'll end up bringing in a number of, I mean, they're just going to bring in players, but I think that we're, we're pretty well stacked at the running back position. I feel very comfortable with the guys that we have, even whether we, you know, extend david montgomery or not how do you feel yeah this is the the great debate on our show and i know if phil's watching he's probably throwing something against the wall because he's <laughs> talking about it i love david montgomery the talent i love david montgomery the leader do i think they're gonna extend david montgomery i don't i just yeah. i don't think they are i i think that the ebner pick not saying that, that he's gonna come in here and don't forget the guy that they 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 brought in Darrington Evans. They didn't yeah. sign him as a free agent. They claimed him. So they claimed that contract. That means that yep. they really liked him. That was a third round draft pick. They claimed that money. They get that bonus money that even comes. So they see something there. So now you're talking about Darrington Evans, the second year progress of Khalil Herbert. They go out and they draft Ebner. Are they going to throw more money? at David Montgomery on top of it. And with me saying that doesn't mean that I don't think that he's a fabulous talent. I think realistically with him being a third round draft pick, I think David's going to want to get paid and he's going to want to see what's out there. Cause you know, he third round draft pick money is nice, but it's not, it's not, you know, F you money. Let's just say that. It's very true. And running backs, their, their shelf lives are short anyway. And when you extend a running back, I, it's a literal minefield with extended running backs. So do I think that Ebner and Khalil Herbert? Yeah. Yeah. I think that they're going to be here. I Ebner, I'm not looking so much as a running back. I think uh, Getsy talking about saying that he's a weapon. I think you're going to see him deployed with running backs. I think he's going to, you're going to see a lot of him in the slot. He's yeah. a lot in the passing game. Cause man, you want to talk about a guy that's got some sweet hands for running back that, He's that dude. But the name that Darrington Evans has to stay healthy, but there's there is talent there. And nobody, nobody talks about this kid. And the Bears thought enough of him to assume that they, like I said, they did not sign him as a free agent. They claimed him. So they they see something there. Yeah, you know, and he played in Tennessee, and obviously Eberflu's got a a, a, a a sizable opportunity uh to see him up close and personal. I think that trying to remember, I 
if he there was one specific game against the Colts that stands out. I can't think of it, so maybe I'm imagining this. But you also too, when you look at the this year's draft and you start doing player comps, and James Cook, who was drafted by the Buffalo Bills, I know that a lot of people make the oh, it's you know it's Dalvin's brother, so that's his comparison. James Cook actually compares very favorable to Darrington Evans. Yeah. And I think that if Evans can stay healthy, like that was that was one that stood out to me too. Cause he was always something like as a fantasy dork, like he was always somebody that you had to have, especially if you had Derrick Henry. But it's like he has his own special skill set. Yeah. That, that can find his way onto the field. So I think that you're gonna find a way to do that. And, and he so, brings you and he brings you special teams ability as yes. a guy. So that you want to have your back. I mean, you got that with Ebner. You get the, you got that with Velas. You have that with Darrington Evans. So they're adding guys there that are going to be able to contribute in different spots that may not get 30 snaps in a game, but they're going to come in, give you 15, but they're going to be 15 meaning meaningful snaps on offense, and then they can be your return guy also. Yeah, that is one of the things I think that went a little bit underreported in this draft was how – Many players the Bears drafted who were standouts on special teams. Yeah. And it is going to be such a big part of the Bears offense. And all honestly, all you got to do is look at that that Green Bay 49ers playoff game from last year yeah. to show you the importance of special teams. For anybody who's old enough to remember the Devin Hester era of the Chicago Bears and the, going back to Lovey Smith again, how important special teams was. Like the Bears, like you don't, you got to understand the Bears almost won a Super Bowl exclusively yeah. with defense and special teams. They had Rex Grossman going up against Peyton Manning. And you can say what you want about Peyton Manning choking in the playoffs. I've said it plenty of times, but still, like you were in a Super Bowl with a chance, you had the ball with a chance to win. And it was based solely on defense and special teams. And of course, if it wasn't raining and some guys didn't slip, who knows what could have happened, but this is going to be a great signature of this team. This Absolutely. But you bring up Devin Hester, one of our TTNL network patrons. I forget who his name is. So I, I wish I could credit him here. So Kevin Fishbane, don't take it out on me tomorrow on oh, Twitter, but he's on it. He's already <laughs> typing up the tweets. He's got a thread but, going, but he talked about uh, Devin Hester coming. You know, he was a 24 year old rookie coming in and making an impact. And that's the, you know, does Valus Jones, does his age, does it does it matter as a twenty? I I think it absolutely. I think it does matter. I don't think it's going to affect him as a player whatsoever. It's no different than the Bears signing Allen Robinson as a, you know, as a free agent. You looked at him as a twenty five year old free agent. And you're like, man, this dude's super young. Yeah, but, you know, it's you come in and if you get any type of you get him to play good football for three four years, it, it's fine. But it's um. I think that the, the age part can he can come in a little bit more mature and and you know he talked about that I I, I did like him showing up in a suit and ready for business I did like love seeing that, that part of, but yeah so. love that I I think I made the joke on your guys' show the night of the draft that he's able to uh, rent a car <laughs> yes that's yes, that's did. gonna be huge yeah and and I made this I made this point on Twitter and obviously the Vikings idiots don't <laughs> understand nuance or anything. Because everybody's talking how great it is that AJ Brown is showing is joining the Eagles, and I'm like, yeah, him and Bayless Jones are the same age. They tried to say that Bayless was a year older. I'm like, nope, they're the same age, a couple months yep. apart. 
I go, and they're like, oh, so you think he's the same as A.J. Brown? I'm like, no, no, no. But I'm telling you, like, how different age looks. Like, A.J. Brown's a young receiver to the to the Eagles. Sure. Like, all those – his his pre-25 years, that doesn't matter to Philadelphia. He used up a lot of those great years in Tennessee. Yeah. So And so did Bayless. They both used up their – Tennessee, They're five right? years in Tennessee, in the state of Tennessee. <laughs> what I'm saying is like who like these receivers do not play. You you don't get their second contract. They're already bouncing. And going back to somebody earlier who was talking about like, do we extend Byron Pringle? I hope that Bayless Jones is so good yeah. that after four years, people are like, are they going to extend him? And they're like, who cares? We got four great years out of him. He's going to be 30. I don't, I honestly don't care. Yeah. Like that's just go out and play well now. Like, if we're talking about there. extending him at 29 years old. Then he did something right. Hey, it's, it's good. Same thing. Yeah, we'll take it. it. It is a great, it's a great, it'll be a great problem to have. All right, Sammy. What about another question? Uh, who do you want to see us play in week one? Does it matter to you? I've got thoughts on this. Who do yeah. you like? Um, well, the rumor out there is that it's going to be Detroit that I've heard. In, oh. in in Soldier Field. So, yeah, who doesn't want to start off? Want to know? I see. Oh, Don. dang! <laughs> is that is that any big proclamation though? Beating Detroit. There is there is some somebody always pops up. Some some Lions fan always pops Don up. Don Burr. Team. Yeah, he's he's in the. He talks about Jared Goff, but he talks about the exploits of Jared Goff when he was a Ram, not in Detroit. Yeah. So that, like that it wasn't last year. Poses bro, a bit but... of a, that poses a bit of a problem, but you know. It's always fun to draft a wide receiver high that doesn't want to be there already. So already looking at already looking <laughs> yeah. to transfer out. He wants yeah. to enter the he wants to enter Connor Orr's transfer portal already. And that we'll was a, and that was a thing too. Like somebody I, I made that joke about like Alave and Jamison Williams would want to transfer in. And some clown was like, Justin Fields is not as popular as you think. And uh Don Burr. There he is. There he is. God bless him. I do listen. I tease the the Lions fans. Listen, we we got to pick on somebody. Like we can't sure. pick on the Packers. Like we gotta we gotta we gotta punch down. Gonna, sure. I and I, I I tweeted this out too. So I'll ask you. The very first ever Thanksgiving game was the Detroit Lions playing host to the Chicago Bears. I like the last. I think it was two out of the last three years the Bears have played Detroit. Yeah. On Thanksgiving. Like you have to play a Thursday game no matter make what. It, make make it the early game. I like it to be make the, it the early, early game. game. Yeah, that's what love I love it. Yeah. Love it. I saw somebody, I, I think it was the uh, I don't want to say who it was because you're on. So I won't say <laughs> say who said it, but somebody was like, I want, I want as let I want as much like, and I'm not knocking them, but um, they're like, I want to, I don't want to have our work week disrupted. I'm like, nobody does, like nobody loves the Thursday games. Like, that's why you want to have. Like you, if you're gonna have one Thursday game, might as well be Thanksgiving and get it out of the way. Like if it yeah. was up to me, like my little schedule things is number one. I would I would get I would limit the number of Thursday games to the to the point of like you don't have like you're coming off your bye week when you play a Thursday game, if that yeah. makes sense. Like you should you shouldn't have to play three days later. And I think that listen like the Bears did in 20. You remember that was three games yeah. in 12 days? Yeah, One that, of them that's was a ridiculous. Thanksgiving game, that's crazy. Like, just you can work it out. Like, you're. I, I know the person who does the schedule always makes it so challenging. I'm like, you do that to yourself, bro. Like, you can doesn't make this as easy. Na- doesn't he have a familiar name? Is it Mike North? 
Yes, it's what it's, it not, it's not it's not our is. Mike North. It's right, a different Mike. Yes, North. that's what it was. I knew it was a familiar name. And uh, he always makes it like a big thing. And I'm like, they don't let me talk to him anymore because I'm like, first of all, you should have no no interdivision games in the first month of the season. Week five, it should be rivalry week. Boom, we would play the Packers every year. Week five, and then whatever other game they played. That makes sense. Then, I like that. Um. The bye no weeks, more week 18 or week 17 in Minnesota. They need to change that. Too. That can change. That can change. Um, and also the bye weeks should just be like two divisions at a time, eight, nine, 10, 11, those weeks. It's like, yeah, we got to work. I'm like, nobody shares the stadium anymore. Yeah. Like, well, Baltimore shares the part. Who cares? Like, I don't care. I don't, if, if a bunch of, if a bunch of Raven fans have to Uber in, I don't care about that. But uh, that's just me. I think there's a lot of things. So who do you want week one? Um, well, I yeah, I would I would say at home, Detroit at home for week one, and then we'll play them on Thanksgiving. That'll be our split with Detroit. Although I hate I hate division rivals in the first month of the season. But if I had to pick, actually, um, let's play New England. Mac Jones, Justin Fields. Let's go. Yeah, boy, they they invested a lot into getting weapons for Mac Jones, right? I mean, they got Nelson Aguilar. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, that's good. Devontae Parker. By the way, I don't want you to see what cup this is because I don't want people to get upset. Oh, I saw it. Damn it. <laughs> it's from the press box. I was yeah. a working member. And, like, they're nice cups. Them and the Rams give out, like, damn. Like, okay. Like, I'm, I'm going to furnish my house with this with this, with this, this flatware. Well, they're going to be really oh. good this year, so you can give it to Kyle Brent because he'll be rooting oh, for them. Oh, my God. Please don't do that. Kyle's... <laughs> I love Kyle. Uh, we got time for one more question. Cause again, my daughter is already camped out at the door. Uh, will we beat the Packers at least once this year? Sam, the cardiologist for your heart health. We were close last year. Again, this goes back to if our defense was better, we might've snuck out a game against them. I, I am not going to predict the win against the Packers, but I think that one of the games should hopefully be very yeah, close. How do you feel? I, this isn't just the Bears homer in me. I, I just think that I think you're going to see the step, the year two step for Justin Fields. I think he is that good. And I think that the Bear, hey, the Bears are going to take some of their lumps, but I also think that they're going to surprise people. Am I going to come out here and predict that the Bears are going to win 12 games? I'm not, I'm not prepared to do that. But I think with competent coaching, especially on the offensive side, I think that that's going to go a long way. You talked about it early, Adam. Just you know, I know the NFL is essentially a three-point league, but our offense was abysmal, absolutely Brutal. abysmal. And they have they have a you know really nice running game. I like some of the guys that they brought in on the offensive line, and that's only going to make things better for Justin Fields. And I believe I don't say this ever, and I'm ready to say it. I think Justin Fields is going to be the guy that Chicago Bears fans been waiting their entire life for i believe in that talent i believe i believe in that kid i think we all deserve it as a fan base and i fully expect it to happen i believe in the kid and so i yeah, agree I, bring on you know what i want bring on green bay F- with we'll aaron rogers just we'll like you said just like yeah. you said that night we drafted that night we draft don't him. go you anywhere aaron we want you we want you in soldier Stay. field yep i want to see the discount double check right back in his face we'll send him home you know, I'm going to send Aaron Rodgers' mother a Justin Fields jersey. She'll wear it. She doesn't like him. So, oh, damn. 
Shane. <laughs> Saying the things I want to say, but I can't say them. I can say it. I don't care. Uh, I've said worse things, I think, on NFL Network. I agree. Fine. I'll predict. The word. I'm going to predict us to win 10 games because Kyle said I was going to, and I don't want to make I don't want to make Kyle a liar. So yeah. I'm going to come out and say it. I like that Kyle said, by the way, when Kyle says that stuff, it's putting me over. So I think it's cool. I think it's funny. I don't take offense. He's a he's a he's one a, thing I will agree with him, man. I think, man, Buffalo is legit. They oh my god! Be, like they <laughs> are they are going to be. I, I if 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 I was putting five k down today on who I think is going to win it all, I'd put it on Buffalo. I believe yeah, I would in too. them. I would. I too. believe in them. I would too. All right. Well, listen, Shane. Um, I'm sorry we got to cut this short, but I'm going to be on with you guys tomorrow. So Yes, sir. That's right. I won't be going very far. Uh, 8.30 p.m. TTNL Network. Lots to be on at 8.30. Can I I join later? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you can. Yeah, I think we usually You guys go for four hours. I know. I know. We have to – Phil and Cool Kennedy have their their album dropping, so that's probably going to be a a big part of – what we're talking about, you know, those two love their me. They do an awesome job, so I got to give they it do. up to them. But yeah, you're. I think we have you scheduled for like nine or nine thirty east. I got to be better about positioning my microphone so you can see my sick merch. There you um, go. Take a love sick it. day. Um, but anyways, <laughs> thanks so much for being on. I'll see you in about twenty four hours. Appreciate. We'll and I, by the way, thanks to everybody. I know we get listen. Whenever we have you on, Shane, I know we get a ton of questions. I hope we answered as much. We didn't really. You know what? We'll have to pick it up. So tomorrow night. Uh, when I come on, I want to talk extensively. We thought we'd talk about Bayless Jones. We didn't really get a chance. That's how much good stuff is happening with the Chicago bears. So we'll be on tomorrow on the tape. Never lies network. We'll talk about Bayless Jones. I'll, I'll go out and start swearing some more. I got Sammy. Sammy's a young man. I don't, I don't, Sammy's a nice Canadian boy. Like I don't, I don't like to offend his ears. Fired up. He's got that number one. He's fired up. He's got the number one pick. Like it's, it's been obnoxious. When we, yeah. when we came on with Sammy and Anello, his dad, uh, who do a great job and can't thank yes. them enough for everything they do. But thank you, Shane, for coming on. Thank you. Um, God bless your family. Glad Thanks. everybody's doing well. And uh, we'll, God, we'll see you in about 24. Have fun at the game. Thanks, buddy. We'll see you soon. There he goes, the great Shane Marshall. Uh, I think I gave him the age again. I cannot say it. I'm going to practice it. Uh, but thanks again to everybody who was joining us here tonight. A lot of cool stuff going on with the Chicago Bears, so we appreciate you being here. We'll be back Thursday. Uh, the podcast will be dropping with a special guest. That means I haven't booked anybody yet. But we have a special – somebody – listen, it's me. You know it's going to be somebody awesome. So make sure that you like and subscribe. If you enjoyed this show, just type in the word sick. Thank you so much. We will see you Thursday. And until that time, Sammy, bear down. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.